Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to the Ask Women podcast, where you get real advice straight from the source. I'm Kristen Carney, a comedian and one of your hosts here, of course, with Marnie Kinra. She is a best-selling author, relationship expert, et cetera, et cetera. We have a cool show coming up for you guys today. We have um, Sophie Venable in the studio, who's going to uh, talk to us about being comfortable in your own skin, but you can check out Sophie's show on the Sideshow Network as well called MILF Talk. And um, and, and she has a book as well that you can check out. And then we have Louis Katz coming in as well, who's a super funny comic, um, very Jewish, which is my favorite. He's a little late, so we'll get to him in a bit. But, yeah, uh, but we I'm going to help you talk- kill time until he gets thank here. You. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> no, thank you. Thank you. Hey, we also talk. have the team from Ask Men in today, so hopefully this is going to start becoming something regular. We'll see how it goes. Um, but the Ask Men team is going to film our podcasts and then pick – a chunk of one of the podcasts, uh, the video portion. Mostly of just my boobs. Right, exactly. Which is a small chunk, but very small chunk. Very tiny chunk. And put it online, (laughs) and they're going to have it on their website, and they're going to have it on their their YouTube page. So as soon as we figure out where all of this is going, and if this actually works out and becomes interesting, they may be bored like crazy for our podcast. Um, But we'll tell you where to go and how to watch – the Ask Men stuff because Ask Men is fantastic. I've been doing videos for them forever. Kristen and I met doing Ask Men videos. The so sparks they, flew. Yes. So they've been wonderful mm-hmm. for us. They've, they've really supported Kristen and I uh, and now we want to help support them. So go to askmen.com. Check it out. It's a lifestyle online magazine and they're absolutely amazing. Yeah. But today we are talking about something we, we don't really talk about very often on this show. Um, porn. We've had porn stars on the show. We've made fun of them on our on our show. We've uh, talked behind their back. Yeah, exactly. Which and is they're used to being stuff behind their back anyway. So it's totally right, cool. Exactly. So it's yeah. fine. But we're talking today about um, the negative effects that porn can have on your dating, sex, and love life. Uh, things that I didn't even know. I I really just thought that um, it, it's for excessive viewing, not like you know just like every once in a while or even like once a week. It's excessive viewing of porn. Um, I used to think it just skewed the way that you viewed women or like men viewed women. Um, it taught men to objectify women. It, it taught men. Well, it to taught have- men that like women like love sex, and I'm sorry. Sometimes it's not that great. <laughs> yeah. But it also like, they're lying. That... All these women are lying in porn, I'm telling you. Yeah. But so I, I was reading um, a couple of articles on this, uh, one in particular um, by Mark Manson, who's a friend of mine. And he, it's about how uh, pornography can ruin your sex life. He writes fantastic, wonderful articles. Um, but just for you guys to know, like I, I, I watch porn. Like I'm not against porn. I think it's great. I think you can learn a lot of Gross. things. You can be turned on by it. I think it's 
awesome. Fun to share. Yeah, yeah, fun to share. Exactly. But, good and, gifs. And eat. Exactly. Good <laughs> gifs. Good gifs. callback. <laughs> but, and I've, I, you know, I've watched it with my husband as well. I've watched it with boyfriends in the past. It's, it definitely can be something to help enhance your sex life and learn from. Um, but so I'm talking now about excessive watching and right. addictive behavior. So we have a, a guy, Mike, on, on the phone who we're going to bring on in a couple of minutes. He's one of my clients, um, and he actually used to have porn addiction. So we're going to talk to him. But before that, um, I want to The good thing about-, about porn addiction is like no babies. Right. Because <laughs> it's just you're watching. Yeah, exactly. True. Exactly. Right. But, but okay, so he was talking about um, Mark Man- Manson in this article. Uh, Creepy that his last name's Manson. <laughs> right. I don't want to know. He's brilliant. He's, he is. He's, he's wonderful. Well, wonderful. all Mansons he's, are brilliant, okay. according well, to him. That's true. <laughs> no, but he was talking about how um, excessive uh, watching of, of porn can be a huge cause of impotence and erectile dysfunction. So I wanted to read to you a couple of stats about watching excessive porn. So here are a few interesting facts about how excessive porn viewing can damage your brain, how you perceive women, and your sexing, sexing, your dating, <laughs> love, and Sex life. Um, so, number one, according to the science, porn is a supernormal stimulus. It activates the normal reward mechanisms in our brains, but it does so at such a high level that we perceive it to be way more pleasurable than the average arousing stimulus. So, a real woman in your real life. Um, but our brains become desensitized and develop a need for even more stimuli even more novel stimuli in order to reach the same level of arousal. Okay, I just need to fill Louis in. Um, we're talking about porn. Right. <laughs> in okay. case Had you not guessed. Talking yeah, about not stimulation. We could be talking about reading. Reading's very stimulating. That's true. Uh, and erectile dysfunction. <laughs> just but, another but, day at Ask Women. Wait, yeah. porn, porn as it relates to erectile dysfunction? Yeah. Well, how, so it can, how it can kind of ruin your sex life if you've... Excessive or, viewing. Okay, excessive. Okay, not right. everyday norm, okay, or like right. normal viewing. So just, don't... Cut your wrists. I think right. just, beyond, just even beyond ex, uh, short of excessive viewing, just just enough viewing that it's keeping you from chasing your partner. Yeah, you know what I mean. Just or like, chasing even that. Women. Yeah, or in general, you know, if you realize like or you're leaving not your interested house. in that, yeah, or leaving your house, the blinds are down, and you know you've been home for three days. Problem. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. If the bl- blinds are up, that's even a bigger problem. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, or even more novel stimuli in order to reach the same level of arousal and excitement, which, which means the more we watch porn, the less pleasurable real life experiences with women become. We need more stimulus to reach the same pleasure point, very similar to drugs. Number two, porn addiction has been linked to depression, anxiety, loneliness, and unsatisfied partners. But I feel like don't you have that before you start watching the porn? Isn't that what leads you to porn? I'm, I'm you know, what comes I, first? I think chicken a shame egg, cycle but... can kind of start. And yeah, you might have that with, you know, food or alcohol or anything. But, you know, you start to find yourself needing it and wanting it just like any other. For sure. Thing, right? uh, the third is porn skews your perception of beauty and gives you unreasonable standards for sex with the women you meet. Uh, I know in porn, it's totally normal for a super hot blonde nurse with big boobs <gasps> to simply throw herself at you at the doctor's office. But in real life, that simply doesn't happen and can lead to serious depression. Okay, so th- there's a... Uh, it's cr- and this, this is about porn with... This is an article about porn with as it affects on men or as it affects in general. Well, it's talking about effects in general, but but it's by Mark uh, Manson, and he typically writes for men and towards men. So okay. the article that he's talking about is um, or that he, that he has written is about his uh, cleanse from watching porn. He went on like a porn 
diet. Porn mm-hmm. juice cleanse. Right. Uh-huh. So he stopped watching porn and Did actually... Did he drink juice instead of watching porn? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what he found that was, was that... <laughs> yeah, because well, he, he found he was having a very skewed view of women. His his real-life sexual experiences were not as satisfying. Uh-huh. Um, and he did see a video online that that warned him of potential erectile dysfunction if he did get to a point where he was watching too much porn. Um, but so he said once he went on the diet, his uh, sex drive uh, returned and increased. Um he began to find that everyday girls uh, tended seemed more beautiful, um, and that sex Gee, thank is you. better. <laughs> sex is better after you know going off of porn. Again, I'm not knocking porn. Like porn, it can be fantastic, although there are a, a few negative. Well, other few other negative things to porn that people may not know about, and because we've had porn stars on this show before. But a lot of the moves that are done in porn actually are not supposed to be replicated. A lot of them are done for camera angles. Uh, so a lot of like I've, I've so have don't a, try this at home kind of thing. A lot of the moves, yeah. So like I've, I have a few porn stars as a, a part of one of my programs called What's Inside a Woman's Mind, where I've interviewed them on like you know sex and the things that they're experts in. Um, and they say What's Inside a Woman. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's my book actually. Um, no brain. No, but they, they've talked about like several positions that actually can lead to serious damage. Like mm. uh, if you don't do doggy style in a certain way, if you don't have a pillow underneath you and you have a bad back, it can actually cause you t- uh, to be paralyzed. But how frequently? Paralyzed? Well, yes. I mean, I if, definitely think my boyfriend keeps my chiropractor in business. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to be paralyzed. But some, of the, some of the moves <laughs> that they do show in porn, they're not supposed to be done at those angles. They're not supposed to be done as harshly as they're showing them on well, camera. A, that is a big deal. Yeah. And so you can't hurt yourself. I'm not saying you're going to be like sent to the hospital from copying a porn, but they're, they're, it, a lot of it is done for camera. But it's like watching porn, it's like it, they're two different things, I think. I mean, you don't, to me, it's like sex is so much different from porn and I, the goal is totally different. You know what I mean? Like, Porn, you're supposed to – you're trying to get off as quickly as possible kind of, usually, more or less quickly. Sex, you're trying to make it last way longer. It's totally different senses. You know what I mean? To me, it's like they're, well, you they're have a healthy relationship just, with porn because <laughs> a lot like of people don't. Final, Actually, <laughs> let's get Mike on the phone because we're going to talk to Mike because he he used to <laughs> suffer from porn addiction. Mm-hmm. Um, and But yeah, you, you seem to have a very healthy relationship with porn. I, I would say I'm the same way. Like I can totally uh, disassociate – Porn in real life, and I'm not expecting my life to. Well, sometimes I do expect my life You're to be a porn. You're not objectifying men. No, well, yes, you got me. <laughs> my I, I my only <laughs> relationship with porn is logging onto my computer and seeing that the history has been deleted from my boyfriend. <laughs> like every time my history is deleted, That's like funny. I'll try to just type in G for Gmail, and nothing comes up. I'm like, oh, porn. That's my only. <laughs> well, as okay, funny. so as as women, I want to know, like, how how do you see porn, and do you? fault your partners or men for watching porn i think i think like anything else it obviously has it can uh, there's a spectrum and it can be unhealthy and there's there are there's a part of me that with professional porn that worries about the the exploitation factor um i think that this whole craze of amateur porn is is pretty fun yeah, um, because Fun? it's yeah. Oh, well, because no, well, because it's it's Fun. yes. But there are some <laughs> times where you can actually see that this couple's really into each other, mm-hmm. and that's hot. That's really nice. They have low know? standards. I'm like, good for them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, like, who wants uh, so to watch that, ugly people? Yeah. No. I, I think <laughs> there's something about it. I, I guess also when you know, if my boyfriend sends me a picture that he thinks is hot, right? I I agree with him. We tend to have the same taste. But I could see how if you were in a couple, if you were in relationship with somebody who 
just really had different taste in, in yeah. what they think is sexy. I, that might be a little disconcerting and frustrating and stuff. But as far as expecting men to uh, pay attention to their sexuality or, or be sexual, you know, twice a week or whenever it comes to you, they were sexual beings long before they met you. This is something they think like they wake up every day ready to go. Good morning. Right. It's on their minds. And is that um, true? Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you might want to check your diet. But, <laughs> this is not a morning. I'm just not a morning. Just not a morning guy. guy. I'm just not that kind of guy. Um, so you know, I, I. But that is an interesting pretty, belief that a lot of women do have: is that men are ready to go. That, that they want sex of, whenever. In the same way, I don't oh, no, think. That's true. I don't I think anybody. Should own, <laughs> I don't think anybody should. Own, well, and, I mean, I'm just talking physiologically speaking. I'm just saying that 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 is something no, they're I'm constantly kidding. reminded of their sexuality. Right. So I, I'm just saying that the. That the idea that anybody should sort of own each other's sexuality, that it should only exist within – in their minds only around each other, mm-hmm. I think that's unrealistic and you're not honoring the person as a whole person with their own sexuality separate from yours. I'm not yeah. saying let them go screw everybody. I'm just saying – I agree. You know. Yeah. I think it's crazy when like some uh, – People, the women don't like their men to either go to a strip club or to watch porn. To me, it's like, well, did you want a man or did you want not a – I mean, I don't understand what you – this is kind of like – this is what you – you're getting what you paid for. You know what I mean? I mean, right. you want to not be a dude or do you want to, do you want to date a man? So right. I don't know. It seems weird to me. Any woman that goes to a strip club though for pure enjoyment is is weird to me because I've been to ma- like male strip clubs and there's nothing masculine about it. <laughs> At all, it's just they're like, all gay dudes, right? It's like weird swinging With yeah, cock like, rings, yeah. yeah, yeah, like weird, like just wangs, just spinning <laughs> constantly. It's very effeminate. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I think the drag shows are way sexier. No, literally. I mean, seriously. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's bring it back. So, actually, we, we're not able to get Mike on the phone. I'm not sure why, because he had emailed. That's me. okay, because we have a lot going on. I know. Obviously, there's a lot that we're talking about. We don't need well, a lot Mike. of people, a lot of voices. So. Right. That's true. That's good. Um, but but Mike, he he had written into me because mm-hmm. he was he, you know he wants to work on his confidence and being a man women want. He was going through one of my programs called How to Become a Man Women Want, and he you know m- men tend to tell me a lot of things so they get. A free week of email coaching and he Marnie's revealed- a dating coach just oh, oh yeah he's yeah. Okay. yeah, welcome to our show. Okay. <laughs> um, sorry for not introducing myself. Um, but yeah, so he was talking about how he used to suffer from porn addiction and how it really held him back with women because the scenarios didn't play out the way that he wanted the scenarios to play out. Um, mm-hmm. Porn tended to boost his confidence. He got really mm-hmm. lost in porn. And he, in his past, he knew, okay, I could stay home and, you know, get aroused and uh, get 100% pleasured or I could go out and get rejected. That's how he used to see everything before. Sure. So he chose to stay home instead. So after he he did something very similar to Mark Manson, he gave up on porn and did porn diet. Um, he now is ready to start going out there and what actually learning actually how to What if you actually lost weight on a porn diet? That'd be weird. <laughs> yeah. Like you were eating. That's like the new fad. Well, you were like, like no eating carbs. during porn uh, or something. and Burning less Burning less calories. I don't think that would work out. I think yeah, you would gain yeah. right. That's true. Porn diet. Yeah. That, oh, that would drive people right back yeah. to porn. Horrible. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so sorry, we were going to talk to him. Um, but but that's like a, I think a lot a huge thing for a lot of guys. I wouldn't say you know the majority of men out there are huge porn addicts, but I wanted to talk about the negative effects of porn because I think it's really really important. I actually think not that many men are actual porn addicts. If you look at porn addiction, it's about the same as other addiction, right? Um, <clears throat> but. Uh, Men are often pathologized by their partners for wanting to watch porn. And I think that's where you start getting this chasm in the relationship when you're 
because not only are you sort of complaining and saying, well, you want her or you want this, but you're pathologizing him for wanting to look at porn. What do you mean and pathologizing? What, saying like he's, he, he's calling him an addict, saying he's a sex addict, saying he has a problem or saying that's gross or sick or dirty that he wants to look at porn. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's that starts the that can also yeah because they're start negative the hiding that yeah. can also start the shame and the hiding and the you know now you got to keep the secret and I'm, I'm actually there's cheating health, on my girlfriend but there's like looking at this health and shame like I'm on well, sure. I'm on like the, the t- team shame like I think there's something good about shame and there's health in caring about what works for your relationship right and so if for you sure. want to go on a porn diet for the sake of your relationship. Or for, know, for the, for, or forget for about the relationships. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Like your book, like, you know, you want to make your life fabulous. Like you have to go on that diet to get out. All, it's not a negative thing, but those things that are holding you back from getting right. what you want. Um, but let's talk about like getting sexual too fast because I think that, you know, oh, watching huge. porn sometimes can lead people to trying to get too, sexual too fast mm-hmm. with women, which will throw them off. I'm not saying that women aren't open to one night stands and are not down to get dirty and like text and sex and do all that stuff. Um, But like from your experience, has there been men who, you know, you're, Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if you're newly single, but because you said you were divorced, but you're single. Yes. But Um, I did my share of dating. Right. Exactly. Okay. So, and you, like where they attempted to become too sexual too fast with you. Well, you know, it's interesting, especially if you're out there in the dating world, um, divorced and dating other divorced people. Um, you're dating in a population of people who kind of know after many years of marriage that a good sex life is really important to them. So there is, I would say, there's definitely a hookup culture. I don't care how old you are. There's a hookup yeah. culture like at any age. I would me. think My after you get out of your divorce. Too, so yeah. Trust me. So um, it it – it also kind of it, – it depends on where you are as a woman. I feel like what I wish is that there was a way – and I know you know once you get in the bedroom, it's like all bets are off it seems. But I wish that there was a way that people could just take the actual sex acts more slowly because if you could just avoid penetration for the first couple times you're together, you just might not be so fucked up about it when this thing doesn't work out. Right. I'm sorry. It's just different. It's different for us. And then you learn so much about each other's bedroom personalities. You learn so much about how much time that person can take getting to know you. I mean – I don't know. I so just feel like if we're saying... grownups, I just think if you could be grownups in the bedroom, you might actually get to know each other a little more before you make that kind of emotional investment. Well, what if you don't want to make an emotional emotional investment? Well, then do whatever the hell you want. I mean, right. you know, I slutted around. It was fun. Okay, you but... did. So, uh, so post-divorce, <laughs> you slutted around. Yeah. Okay, so how, how does a guy... I mean, it's, you know, a few of them were really, you know, sincere attempts at some potential relationship. But, you know, once we figured that wasn't going to work, we might as well, you know, enjoy each other. Well, let's take a step back for a second. <laughs> let's take a step back for a second. I know it's like a, a far leap from, what, you know, the topic that we were discussing before, yeah. which is uh, porn, but we're talking about sex okay. uh, and dating. So for you, like after you got out of your relationship out of your mm-hmm. marriage, um, how long did it take you to be ready to start dating? Dating or having sex? Ooh, both. About three weeks for sex. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. I was dying to be wanted. I was dying to be wanted. And I think that's how everybody feels when they come out of a marriage. People want to feel you, – you just want to go out and have like a lunch date and see if anybody even finds you attractive. You know, you want to know if you're sexy to the other gender. Yeah. Like you just – you want to know where you are in the like doable scale basically. Right. <laughs> okay. And, um, and just the idea of – feeling wanted is, you know, sort of mind-blowing 
after and, years of not feeling wanted. So did you want sex or you just wanted to be wanted? Yeah, I wanted both. You wanted both. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm a pretty sexual person. I don't I don't I don't make a lot of what, what do you say? Qualms, um, about I, qualms about that. Yeah. So would um, you initiate like sex, or would you initiate flirting to lead towards sex when you were on dates with guys when you were looking for sex? Well, um, one of the one of the issues that I had is that a lot of times, you know, you'll go on these dates, and the guys are kind of making it clear to you that they're testing the waters as to whether or not they're going to get laid that night, and then you sort of have this choice to make. Okay, am I going to kind of go along with this? I know that's kind of where you know where he's at. Are we going to have fun with this? Are we just going to like? Uh, am I willing to kind of just see where this goes, whether it goes, you know. Um, but I have to say that the man that I ended up with did not really play that card. He really seemed interested in getting to know me. Okay. And How dare he? I know. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. I was like, wow, you actually, you haven't tried anything yet, you know. And we did sleep together pretty quickly. But, um, I mean, he's absolutely the love of my life. But there's this deep interest in who I am as a person because I think at that point he was comfortable in his skin and knew he could get laid if he wanted to. And he didn't want just another sex thing. Okay. Because it's easy to – well, I shouldn't say it's easy to find. Easier for girls than guys. It's easy to find uh, somebody to have sex with mm-hmm. for women. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's 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 Assuming the hard thing. Assuming if you want to. And so I think that's the the trick for men is it's it's not as easy for them. You guys got to jump through a lot of fucking hoops. It's hard. Hoops. Right? And then once you jump through all the hoops, you actually get to another hoop. Right. And that's the final destination. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a diaphragm shaped hoop. Yeah. Yeah. Well, go back, go back there's, to when you... there's a second hoop. Oh, yeah? Well, go back to when you were dating, okay? And okay. these other guys who were sitting across from you, you could tell that uh, like they were trying to suss things yeah, out. Yeah, they, they keep you know steering the conversation that way. And, so, you know. so, what were things that you were like, okay, I'll, I'll go down that path with you, versus things that were like, yeah, I don't want to go down that path. That's too soon. It's making me uncomfortable. I just want to give the people who are listening if yeah, they, if they I, do want to skew it in that direction. I see. Like, I see what you're saying. So wait. So is the question what was successful what was as he, far as as getting me into bed? Yeah. Hmm. Um, I would say again, it's really about somebody being comfortable in his own skin. You know, um, I think there's there's a oh God. There's this fine line with casual sex. You still want there to be respect. You can you can appreciate who a person is and have sex with them and not be in love with them and even be like, thank you. That was great. Thanks for a great night. Five stars. Yeah. Five stars. Not going to see you again, but that was fun. James Beard of sex. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that is – is and, and I'm, not everybody can handle that. Not And so you uh, – there's – from a man's perspective, I think – Wait, think, are you, so are you saying not everyone can handle it as like men or women or? Both? I don't think all women are wired that way right. to handle that. And would you agree? I agree. Yeah, well, yeah and I'm said, not even sure all men are wired to handle that, but I think most of them are. That's true. You said earlier, like there's like penetration, there's like the emotional attachment. Yeah. that comes with penetration. That sounded crazy to me. I was right? Like, what are you? Talking <laughs> about? No, that's but well, You're talking but, crazy. well, I am referring to that more for the woman. Yeah, I, I yeah. am because um, I, I just think there's a, a sort of like. Women think if you have well, sex with a guy, you're now in a monogamous relationship. It's a different rodeo out I there. I think guys, though, can differentiate. I, I think they should be smart enough to differentiate that when they're meeting the woman to kind of get the vibe. Right. If the woman's going to be a weird, clingy woman right. or she's kind of strong and just a badass and wants to do her thing. Well, that's a hard can you, thing to can figure you out as sense, well. Can you ever sense sure. that? With, and then you just, throw booze into the mix. Right. Yeah, I just don't know why that's that would – if you're trying to get laid, why would that vibe – I mean, if you're trying to if you're trying to hit it that night, why would why would it matter? Here, I'll tell you a story about me. Because okay. you don't want them to 
like not stalk you, but you don't want them to want more from you because you want to find the girl that's yeah, I see a that. Pain for yeah, you. yeah, yeah. I mean, if they, I mean, I mean, if you can't make it through a night hanging out with them, if they're that annoying, I mean, why would you want to? It's just like, right. ugh, it's gross. It's not right. Not okay, so we're not talking about those guys. Then we're talking about guys who want to have sex with women they like. I mean, or like, or, or just anybody. They just want to have sex with women. Like yeah. they, they want to be okay. going on a date and knowing that sex is on the table and it's an actual option for them. So I'll, I'll tell you this. Okay. So when I, I've told this before, I think on the show. When I was in college, I had a friend of mine that I was friends for the, with for a very long time, and I had said to him, or we both sort of decided one night when we were hanging out at like a frat party or something, um, that we were going to start having casual sex and have like a friends with benefits scenario. We went back home. Well, everyone needs. I of course need to make. The reference to the Seinfeld episode <laughs> where they discuss Jerry and Elaine discuss having mm-hmm. they re- make the rules yeah. refer back to that episode because they have it all perfectly in place and it goes ar- it goes horribly yeah well, it always it can't is going happen to. <laughs> I know I'm not strong to handle it there is something that, okay bonding. so for, for for us we first started off we would have sex it would be fun be very casual and then he started like hanging around more often yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and I thought that was really weird and then he started pulling away a little bit and then I was like oh now I want to be around him more often and I feel like in my <laughs> brain he has to be my boyfriend in some mm-hmm. way and I wanted to like see him all the it was very weird for me very uncomfortable I remember going up to him we were in the library uh, he was like studying at one end I was at another end and I went up to him I was like can we go back to being friends this is too confusing for me I don't want you to be my boyfriend but I keep telling myself that you have to be my boyfriend if I'm going to keep sleeping with you that's just how oh. I mm-hmm. handle it I I realized I cannot do it. There was yeah. something that I slept with him and now, not that he's been my boyfriend. I didn't want to be my boyfriend. I had to hang out with him more. I owed him something. He owed me something. I had to care about him. Yeah. If he drove home to Toronto from school, I had to know that he got home safely. Like I didn't I didn't want any of that from him. I wasn't interested in him in that way, but I kept mm-hmm. trying to make myself. It was really interesting. Oh, like I was going through this process. Um and yeah, so we ended up going back to being friends and it was awesome. There was, you know, no harm, no foul. Uh, but it was very confusing for me during that time. I think it was for him too, because I could see him like being a little bit needy as well. If you were friends and the sex was good, why why wouldn't you want to be your boyfriend? Like, wasn't that a boyfriend yeah. basically? Mm-hmm. Good question. Because I, I wasn't in that place at that time. I I I was probably a little bit That's needy the illusion. at that time. <laughs> um I didn't I didn't want him to be my boyfriend. Why? Like, why? Uh, Did you not see like a future? Was he not good looking enough or smart enough? Or oh, funny he enough was or? super good looking. He was super funny. He had complete drive. He was he. I just knew him for a really long time, uh, and I wasn't triggered by him in that way. I yeah. really enjoyed being around him. I wasn't like, Ugh, I'm attracted to you. It was just sort of like it was sort of fun for us to have sex. It was, it was like, comfortable and safe. It was and comfortable nice and safe and, and respectful and, that's what, and all absolutely. of those things. And he sees you. He knows you're a nice person. He gives you credit. Yeah, for and being that's what I needed at that time. All of those College things. Credit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but exactly. I, but that's see, that's, but that's the illusion. I think that that sexual bonding creates is that you think you're more emotionally bonded than you are. Yeah. When right. like and that and that's that's the danger of dating guys and and you know of, of dating somebody for three or four months. You know that you kind of know you're not into. Right. Man, she is going to be all over you. Like you keep bonding with her for like four months, dude. You got something on your hands, especially if you're pulling away a little bit, right? Yes. Oh my god. Yeah. Just, just you'll get laid. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what people want. So therefore, yep. keep doing it. All right, we're going to uh, take a break for a little bit, and then we're going to hear more about both of our guests today because we didn't get to do, uh, you know, a, a, a proper intro to either of you. Um, but we will be back after this. 
back. Of course, we're still doing the same show. Big surprise. Uh, it's so funny. It's so uncomfortable to take those breaks because it's not like a crew comes in, readjust things. We just right. turn we off. We just stop. We just stop and then we restart. Yeah. So anyway, hey, welcome back. Um, <laughs> yeah. And since we didn't get to do like a proper intro, I know I, I did one for Sophie and you can check out her stuff and her show on the Sideshow Network called MILF Talk. Mm-hmm. And so Louis Katz, very funny comic. Oh, thanks. Um, she's very Jewish. Family. Yeah, that's yeah. How she very, you before. Very, I, very Jewish. I was like, "Am I very Jewish?" Jewish? Yeah. She's Jewish, but she's not like I'm not very Jewish. She's not very. She's not fun Jewish. You're, you seem fun Wait, Jewish to me. I'm fun Jewish? Are you not fun Jewish? Is there unfun Jewish? Oh, I don't definitely. Know. Yeah, there's unfun Jewish. By, I thought I'm fun Jewish. By fun Jewish, I just mean Jewish. Like Jew. Like you seem Jewish. Like I'm not Jewy. Like uh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't seem smart, is what I'm saying. Right. Exactly. Driven, <laughs> rich. <Right. laughs> but anyway, so tell us about yourself a little bit. Uh, well, I'm uh, I'm from LA and. Uh, I'm a stand-up. I've been doing stand-up for a while now. I'm based uh, – I've lived all over the place. I lived in the Bay Area and did, did stand-up up there. went to Berkeley and uh, lived in Brazil for a while and I've traveled oh, wow. all over the place. And now I live in New York. I've been based there about six years. Oh, OK. So you're just visiting LA right now. Kind of, yeah. But I'm thinking about moving. I don't know. You know, my How family's all at her, so I'm always thinking about moving. Right, right. Yeah. So, and what – I want to hear about your life with women. Are you dating? Are you – Single, about the married. Well, it sounds like a lot I didn't of travel. So, does uh, it seem like well, I've you know I've had a lot of uh, I've had a lot of real crazy relationships and stuff like that. Uh, I currently about a I had my first. So maybe because of being stand up or whatever, about a year ago, I ended my first relationship with the person with the with a woman in the same city where we lived in the same even coast uh, right. <laughs> uh, in over a decade. I hadn't had a girlfriend in a decade kind wow. of or maybe less than a decade wow. but about fear a decade. Of commitment. Okay. So you were always long distance? Yeah. Well, I travel a lot and and maybe fear of commitment. I've had, you know, some weird relationships and then uh, since then I've been, I've been, uh, you know, seeing other people and stuff like that. And okay. Actually, I want to ask about right uh, long distance relationships. Well, oh, I, yeah. I, I've done a lot of that. Well, okay. So obviously none of them <clears throat> did work out for the long run but no. we're still great experiences all right if you say yeah, so. maybe, it's, I don't know. it's kind of ironic that long distance relationships are called long distance because they don't really go long distance they just are long distance it's like kind of well, a good point yeah. well, what what have you learned about long distance relationships like are they well worth it i mean some ways they're good because when you see each other it's always like it's like a always like a honeymoon period like you, you see each other that's your time together and like you really enjoy it the most possible but then there's also pressure for that time to be that good um some ways it's like really been good for like um for me like i was in a long crazy longest relationship when i first started stand-up and it was really good for that because like uh i could kind of be totally committed to stand-up but still have like feel like someone loved me somewhere right and you know just a few phone calls and i'd see them every once in a while and i and i would still be totally just all about doing stand-up which is almost what you kind of need to do right in the first mm-hmm. few years of stand-up but generally, they're horrible. I would say. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, they take out. It's all conversation and no sex, and that kind of sucks. You know. Right. Well, I mean, do, you, do you have any tips for guys who are in long distance relationships or get out of them? Really? Yeah, I think it's crazy. I think you should be with. Mm-hmm. I, you know, like you said, there's, sex is a healthy part of a relationship. Like you gotta. It's just. It's just not viable after a while. I think that's what I think. But okay, so let's say there was plans for a year down the road for the two people to move to the same city. Oh what, yeah, sure. What are some tips to successfully. Uh, have a long distance relationship. Well, make sure you you know make sure you schedule. I mean, first of all, you ask them. First of all, you Skype. Yeah. Well, yeah, you can do that. I mean, make sure. You, first of all, you ask the wrong person about a successful long distance <laughs> right. relationship. But uh, I guess I've had a few. Uh, I'm sure they, things they, that you've learned. They were successful until they weren't. Right. Uh, and uh, you know, you just got to schedule time to talk to them really, and uh, yeah, schedule time. And I guess FaceTime actually helps a lot and stuff like that. And actually seeing them and stuff like that and skyping and all that. Um, but generally. 
get out of them. That's what I would say. Make sure you're you're gonna you're gonna be in the same place at some point in the near future. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I I mean, I definitely agree. I think they're like semi delusional. It's like you're living in the in in the best world possible while it's working. Yeah, exactly. Because mm-hmm. you're wanting that to be acceptable. Yeah. But in the w- when you back away, it's like, no, this is kind of silly. Yeah. When you back away, you're going to every weekend party, every everything by yourself, and your partner is sort of this phantom partner. Yeah. And, you know, for somebody that wants to feel partnered... And I think with that, too, that is that the expectations might go up because when you yeah. are seeing them, you're in this honeymoon thing mm-hmm. every time. And so you – So then if it's not, so you once really it, yeah, yeah. So if you did settle down together, you're like, oh, you're actually just a lump on a log. Like I didn't realize that this whole mm-hmm. time. Yeah. And you do tend you did tend to idealize them. Yeah. You know, it's, exactly. it's, just, yeah. Uh, it's just a conversation. And it's like the other problem is if your relationship's primarily like – it depends if you had like a base of when you were together – and then you're going long distance for a while. But if things it's always long distance, you don't really know each other. So you're yeah, with someone yeah. a year and you don't you don't know them. You never spent it's a, it's all about that day to day. You know, a good way to get I'd say one tip would be a, a good way to see how compatible you are would be to take a trip with them. Something where you're intensely with somebody. I mean that's just good for any relationship. Yeah, sure. It's a good test. Road but something trips. where you, yeah, where you're really with them all the time. Can you deal with this person? On yeah, that you kind need of to see the ugly situation? that. Well what what is something that you can give as a tip for guys? Maybe you didn't do this in your own relationship, but let's say, you know, you are in a long distance relationship, mm-hmm. uh, relationship, and you did want to get to know the other person better. Are there certain questions or certain things that you can do to get to know them better? No, no, because what I'm saying, like I'm saying, but you, you, have you to know see them, them pretty well. Day-to-day? Yeah, I'm saying that's that's what I'm saying is the difference is that is that it's not this scheduled phone call. It's not just an hour. It's like. Every day, you know. What well, I mean? what like, about that article that we talked about on our show, which is called um, "36 Questions mm-hmm. to Fall in Love" or mm-hmm. "Do I Love You" or whatever? It's like that New York Times article. Where, oh, that was a good article. I like that. It was a great yeah. article, and the questions well written too, mm-hmm. very Beautiful. well written. And the questions that they were asking each other are things that I would say most people don't even discuss in their first year of dating, whether or not they're in the same city. I'm just trying to play the devil's advocate for this one. Um, so, is there? a way to incorporate some of those questions or something into distance dating um, that would help create more of that bond so that they're just not this elusive creature who comes in every once in a while or you go to visit them every once in a while. You could actually create a, a, a lasting you know bond what you do? while in a long you distance relationship. You say to the girl, this would be for me. You say, I want to Skype, but you can't wear any makeup and it has to be like when you first wake up in the morning because if I can, if I can be like comfortable oh, and do that, that anyway? I look horrible on Skype I'm if I'm dressed I'm to the I'm all about good lighting and Photoshop. <laughs> exactly. But, well, I think a lot of women look great when they get a first thing. I mean usually every woman thinks they don't and they always do. Right. And it's crazy. Uh, that, right. And she's yeah. probably half naked which makes her look even better, yeah, that's, right? Yeah, exactly. No, so, or just fully in like um, in no, like plaid pajamas right. and like mouth guard huge glasses. on her mouth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's how my sister goes to sleep her boyfriend friend like put their mouth guard well, my I boyfriend think- and i both have like our <laughs> nose things on we both have huge glasses you know that's hot that's yeah, like hilarious that. i think that long distance texting chatting thing is is dangerous actually because i i know that for myself let's one of the guys that i started dating when I had, we had our kids a lot we would chat and we would ask intense deep questions like those things and i mean we were like falling in love over chat, right? right. Mm-hmm. Again, idealized like all these. Chat? Oh yeah, oh, okay. like just yeah. you know, deeply personal questions. Really know each. Other. I still know this guy's just sweet, beautiful human being. But when it came to really being together, our chemistry was just not right, right. and it was kind of shocking. It was just huh. well, that's it, what happens. It, a lot of people who it stay happens, online right? for too long, or they yeah. have like three year relationships where they're writing letters to each yeah, other. Yeah, and that's where, like, like you said, mm-hmm. if if you you 
you meet and you fall in love and you're kind of immediately long distance and you have this, boy, you can burn a lot of years in a relationship yeah. like that, feeling like you really have something that's not yeah, quite you're, real. It's like going on sure. fumes. Like you're mm-hmm. like, that's a good yeah. way to put there. it. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe, maybe the advice would be like, you have to, I mean, I wasn't even thinking that, but like I kept saying, like, talk on the phone, like, you have to talk. You can't just be texting. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's like maybe present. I don't. Yeah, you have to like because yeah. that's the thing. Is like I mean, the reality of it is, if someone's chatting with you, they could be chatting with someone else. They could be texting someone else. Even if they're not even, I'm saying it's not even that scandalous. They're just doing something else while they're doing it. Yeah. It's not as intimate as a phone call or something like that. Yeah. Let alone a FaceTime or Skype or something like that. So yeah, maybe For make sure. sure. I mean, that's a huge thing. That's what I've like. Uh, I tried to do a joke about. It. I couldn't really work it out. Like it's like. The big step in relationships is like forget like being exclusive. How about just moving from like texting to actually talking on the phone? It's right. like that's too much. That's too much commitment for me most of the time. It's like really, we have to talk. Ladies and now, gentlemen, but... that is brilliant. Yeah. That is <laughs> right there. So the I want to get to some of our questions that we have from our listeners. We have right. a segment that's called Overanalyze This. So okay. are you guys ready for some questions? Yeah, I'll analyze some stuff. Okay, <laughs> to the best coaches in the game and whoever. Uh, Ask Women has on as the voice of man and as a guest. I am a long-time listener, second time asking a question. Oh, oh. interesting. We got a stalker. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> or as I call a self-esteem booster. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. My partner and I broke up approximately seven months ago from a 10-year relationship. She broke up with me, but I quickly realized it was best for both of us. Things fell apart after she told me she had been hiding a friendship with a guy she knew from high school. She told me she never... Uh, went on a date with him. She just ran into him at the bank and they started to text from there. Only she knows how far that relationship had gone. We tried to work it out, but at the end of the day, a lie is a lie and the trust was broken. She always took pride in being the perfect girlfriend and that she would never lie or cheat. She knew I couldn't see her the same and vice versa. I tried really hard to, uh, to make it work. I know I became needy and I'm sure I made myself less attractive. Um, and she wasn't turned on by me. I was not the man she fell for and she did tell me she missed the guy that would tell her someone with charm can outdo someone with looks. Fast forward to now. I've been going on dates and having fun. My question is, how long will I see all women as unfaithful? I started dating about four months ago and have gone out with all kinds of women. One night stand girls and girls that just let you give them a kiss on the cheek. At the end of the day, I see them all the same and I just want sex. After I get that... (laughs) Well, kind of like you, right? (laughs) Um, After I get that or have wasted enough time and money on not getting any, I just choose (laughs) to stop talking to them because um, I'm not trying to get them into a relationship and give them false hope. Sincerely shallow hell. Right. After I tell them that, it seems like I am playing uh, opposite day with them and they want me more such a turnoff. I guess what I'm trying to say is I see all women as unfaithful so that puts my mindset um, at don't trust and don't let your guard down. After talking with girlfriends about this they agree that most women are not to be trusted. What? What? New friends. Yeah. Is this something I will eventually get over with more time or is it something I might need therapy for? I'm truly happy now but no BS uh, your podcast was a big help for me to get over my depression from the fail of the relationship. Sorry if this question sounds like a bizarre one, but I had to ask. Yours truly a dude and said, uh, he's not surprised. P.S. I miss Christian picking on Mo. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, he'll be back. Oh, yeah. yes. He's coming back for a show. Um, okay. Long question. Oh, so well, much to say about that. Okay. Just, yeah. There's like, I just, first of all, it's like, 
they, she was taught, so she was texting with a guy. That's so like this is what scarred him was she was texting, and this is what <laughs> broke up their ten year relationship that she was friends with a guy. That's like me saying like, oh, my mom told me I could be anything I wanted to be except a rocket scientist. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> that's not that yeah. bad. I don't know. What I'm oh, trying yeah, to say. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. it wasn't. Right. It could have been way worse. My mom could have told me I'm a worthless hag. Yes, and, you know right. what I'm saying. Yes, like yes, it, yes, it's yes. very mild abuse. Yeah, I mean. Sorry. Go on. So, so yeah, just that's kind of crazy to me that that's what put him in this weird place. And it seems like they must have – first of all, it sounds like she sabotaged the relationship. Like first of all, why does she have to – if she's going to – I don't think that's what – I guess that's not really what it was. She was saying she was cheating. What do you? What about that emotional cheating? Mm-hmm. So my ex was trying yeah, to put yeah. that on me like that's a thing. I don't mm-hmm. think that's a thing. Oh, well – it's a thing. <laughs> Come on. It's at least a red flag. Yes. I mean, I it's, think it's, it's more of a, a red flag. It's at least something cheating. to talk about. I, I feel like this I feel like this is forgive me with the tough love, but this is kind of a cop out. Okay? It's easier to go into that victim place and say, "You know what? I was hurt one time and therefore everybody's going to hurt me and so I'm not going to take any risks." Yes. Right? And if they were in a 10-year relationship and this was the straw, then you can't tell me on some level he wasn't betraying himself in this relationship for many years. Yeah. And the universe is going to reflect back to you what you're doing to yourself. So if you're betraying yourself, somebody's going to betray you and that's going to be ultimately the thing that makes you walk. Well, when right? you look for it, it's like, yeah, when you're looking for it, you put out those vibes, betray me, right. betray me, betray me. And then all of a sudden you get betrayed and you're like, whoa, why did I get betrayed? Yeah. And now, oh, I can say, see, nobody is trustworthy. Now I never have to put my heart at risk. Yeah, it's and, a way of protecting so, yourself, I it's guess. It's a way of protecting yourself. And I think that, um, you know, it, this is hard. Yeah. What he's I think trying to, to, to jump on what you're you're saying is that you, you choose to feel that way and to think that way and to have those beliefs. And you can work on yourself to retrain the way that your brain thinks about things. Sure. Uh, you can reframe the way you speak about women, the way that you feel about women, the way that you think about women. But you have to start doing that first. So like an exercise that I give to a lot of my clients who have huge fear of approach anxiety. And they'll say to me, oh, you know, Marnie, I can't approach her because of X, Y, and C. I'll be, I'll be creepy or I'm bothering her or whatever it is. And I'm like, whoa, of course you're going to be all of those things if that's what you're <laughs> yeah. thinking in your mind. Exactly yeah. what you guys were just saying before. But let's reframe it. Not so that you're like, oh, I'm going to go approach her and I'm going to get her into bed. Like not that it's the complete opposite right. extreme, but it's a realistic. It's totally unsexy. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Completely. Yeah. Um, so you can reframe for approaching, for example. Mm-hmm. You can reframe it to, you know, there's a cute girl. Like I'm going to go approach her and see what she's all about. If we click, mm-hmm. maybe I'll sleep with her. Maybe I'll go on a date with her. Whatever. We'll see. Mm-hmm. So that you're, re, you're actively re, re, retraining the way that your brain thinks and that takes a lot of work. So what mm-hmm. I tell guys to do is actually write a new phrase down that helps your brain go to that place. So exactly what I just said, that statement, I would have them actually write that down on a piece of paper, stick it into their back pocket and have that on recall for themselves whenever they get into a situation where mm. they're thinking, oh, I'm going to creep again, out. never gonna... change your pants. Right. Don't pay... Exactly. Don't <laughs> change your pants so that you always have that. But then after, I would say, a week to two weeks, if you try and approach a girl you're attracted to every single day, mm-hmm. that will become fully automated for you and your brain will naturally go in that direction. Mm. The first step is really noticing that you're doing it. So, dude... My my point yeah. to you is that you know you can reframe and retrain your brain to think about women however you want. Exactly like we were saying in the first half of the show about porn, you can mm-hmm. go on – not a porn diet, but you go on a negative belief diet about women and you start telling yourself that you know not all women cheat, not all women are liars, not all men are liars, not all men are cheaters and that um, you know you're going to put yourself out there the best – that you can. 
And if that happens to you again, then it happens to you again. It's well, also only been seven months from a 10-year relationship. That's true. Right. And that's, that's a, still a pretty painful thing. And I think that what, what I would tell this guy to do, as hard as it, as it is, is to think about, is to make a list of things that were partly his responsibility for the relationship not going well. Because right now, he gets to just blame it all on that. Right. And he's never going to right, be whole stepping into another relationship right. until he can you know accept some responsibility for it because sorry there were two of you for 10 years that's a lot awful yeah lot there's something else that's going shit. on there besides but also, her talking to a guy in a bank he yeah. can easily <laughs> this yeah. this can easily go this can easily go badly for our next relationship when he puts this on the next girl yeah because i know for me my boyfriend he was cheated on and i've never cheated i don't have any plans of cheating but i have dude friends and i do stand-up comedy and so it's like very uncomfortable for me mm-hmm. when i'm trying to have a relationship with someone so I can get on a stand-up show or whatever. And I'm, you know, I'm constantly wearing that weight of being, so you have to discuss it Mm -hmm. from the get-go. Oh, you mean from their point of view that you might have more going on with these guys? That that she could potentially cheat. Like she's not a cheater, but he's been cheated on the past or he may potentially be a cheater in his mind that he could do it. So I'm like having the weight of his paranoia on my shoulders. Oh, yeah. So that can cause a lot of friction. Yeah. I, I used to have that. And as, I have very narrow shoulders. So. Like the porn. Right. You know, then much. you're, then you just by having guy friends, you're cheating. Just like the porn. Right. Oh, I looked at porn. Now I'm a, I'm, I'm a sex addict. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I like thing. Sophie, yeah. full circle. Very good. I like it. Okay. Have you, have you ever been cheated on? Well, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Okay. I think, I think this is a certain, I think we're seeing all these things because like, like you're saying, it's like not, he wasn't really cheated on. So it was crazy that he has all these issues from not, when he wasn't actually cheated on ever. Right. As someone who was, really cheated on (laughs) and it's a real thing you have to deal with but the bottom line is what someone puts to me is like if they're going to cheat on you they're going to cheat on you they're probably going to get away with it so you just got to find someone you trust and hope they're not doing it I mean it's just I don't know you can't prevent it like you can do as much as you can to, but no matter what it's like a like you can take all the precautions to not get cancer and then you get cancer there's nothing you can do right absolutely yeah Good answers, people. All right. I have another question. Hey, I have a problem with a girl. Oh, so funny. Great place to write into. Um, The last two years, I was in the same class as her. We had a lot of fun and became very good friends. I have always thought she was beautiful and cute in the last months. Um, Have made me like her even more. Now, I am crazy about her. And last week, I told her about my feelings. She said that I am one of the prettiest boys in the class. Hmm. But that she uh, (laughs) had never, I don't know, had seen me as a potential boyfriend. Yes. Okay. So it's fine. Like middle school? school I don't even think we're legally allowed to answer this question. Um, She denied me completely, but since that day, we have been texting together every day. And normally, I think that would mean that she actually does like me, uh, but I'm not sure. What should I do? I'm not ready to give up just yet or at all. So please help me. The guy. Well, he needs to take off the eyeliner. The dude wrote and the guy wrote. Same person. This is all – yeah, this is is weird. Mm -hmm. Why is she calling him pretty? I don't know. I don't know if that's her busting him, busting his balls and kind of flirting with him or if well, she's literally thing- saying like you're you're kind of effeminate or something. I don't know. I was thinking that too. But maybe this is from – maybe the guy lives in a different country. Well, the, we have you know listeners what, all around the world. Wow. Do, you know, you are so, that big. The thing is that yes. we're saying like it sounds like it's a someone who's younger, and yeah. really age does matter in this situation. Yeah, it's hard to sure. answer without knowing how old they yeah. are or whatever. I mean either – I'm guessing kind of young – or yeah. kind of stupid. One or the other. Well, they're uh, in class. One, one and the same. And it's not cooking other. class at Sur La Tab, right, Kristen? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I talked about yeah, that no, last I know, week. I, know, I remember. <laughs> I was trying to bring it back. 
Anyway, okay, th- th- I, I'm I'm gonna touch on this one for a bit because um, I think the thing that's confusing him is that she's texting now, and I'm gonna bring it back to something Sophie yeah. said before. Like, you, we, we want to be wanted, like whether we've been in a long term relationship where we've been unwanted, or we're twelve released, or yes. yeah, or we're in middle school, <laughs> right? Um, we st- as women, we still want to be as people. We still want to be wanted, but especially women. So uh, I, I will most likely say that this woman is not interested in you and just may like the attention mm-hmm. that you provide her. And you're pretty, so I'm sure she likes to be texted. <laughs> Best way to find out: stop Bye. texting her uh-huh. and see if she see it. Then maybe that might change your mind. Either exactly. way, unless you want to still be your friend or something like that, I don't know. Exactly. Like, but let her take the lead balls, and move on to the next girl. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think so too. Stop texting her and see if uh, see what happens. Or grow right. a beard. Start texting be a somebody. Okay, else I'm going to read this next yeah. one, even though because I want to make a point about this one, but. I was not going to read it because of something rude that this person said. <laughs> Hi. Oh. Big fan of both of you, but I think Kristen is sexier. Oh. <laughs> what? Yeah. Well, I had in um, – <laughs> 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 well, um, thank you. I'm yeah. a little surprised. But um, I actually had in my Instagram, just a side note, um, I have like a, you know one of the pictures of us like after a show and you were on the left and the person wrote like, I'll take the one on the left, please. Ooh. Yeah. And I was like, now this we're is even. my Instagram. Get off here, troll. Uh, no. <laughs> Put uh, Just tag me in that next one in that picture. It's perfect. All right. Anyway, so Tom, I was not going to write that because it was very rude. But um, my divorce has just been fine. Finalized after a long separation. I'm 45. None of my kids live with me or near me anymore, and I'm starting to get used to the free time. One thing I'm doing is going to <laughs> couple tabletop role playing game conventions. I love this, by the way. What is that? Cu- couple? Or- read, yeah. that, read that phrase again? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to couple tabletop role playing game conventions okay. like Origins and Gen Con. So I went to the site. Of course this guy thinks I'm sexier. That's why I added it a in. Partner? Does he have like a partner that he's going with? Um, no. Called? So I guess he's oh. going by himself. But it's like it's it's like you it says do you like dressing up as your favorite mm-hmm. character uh, or creating your own? Come to the event and dress up as a character. So what's his question? Uh, oh, wait. I didn't get to the question yet. <laughs> yeah. I just thought that was interesting. Do you have any suggestions for meeting women in this environment? Thanks, Tom. I don't. Okay, well, then it must not be a couple's thing because if it's if Well, it's a, it says going to couple tabletop. Oh, to a couple. Oh, to a couple. Oh, you know what? There is no uh, A okay, got, gotcha. in there. But okay. yes, I thought it was couple so as well. So that's interesting tabletop. that you're going like pick up couples. Okay. <gasps> a couple of tabletop. Okay. Gotcha. Now <laughs> take a step back. Okay. I, I love that he's doing that. Sure. Okay. I mean, so I, what's I mean, some uh, tips on what he can do? Go somewhere where the ratio's better. You're bad? Nah. There's a lot of dudes. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of women at these things too. Are there? It's not no, no, Comic-Con. It's not Comic-Con. But it's, things it's like different. that as well, I'm uh, just saying. Like, yes you know. We don't know what the ratio is. So fine. Then how would he stand out? If this is something he really likes doing. Oh, the, I have no problem with yeah. that. Whatever. I mean, alternative lifestyle, blah, 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 whatever. But, yeah. But so it's the sort of the same, I would think, as in anything. I think that if you can strike up a conversation and you have a commonality – like he could say, so how long have you been doing this? Or, you know, and, and you, you have a commonality. So there's some walls down. You're both kind of alternative, right? Just be yourself. Like get to be interested. Ask questions. People think you're fucking brilliant when you listen to them. Mm-hmm. I that's agree. That's the irony. I totally mm-hmm. agree. Right? So, so expand more on be interesting and just be yourself. Because those, those phrases. Don't try to be interesting. Be interested. Uh, be interested. Mm. Okay. okay. And what does that because mean? What does it look like when you're being interested? That means 
asking questions. Asking questions. Come up with questions that you – how long have you been doing this? Is this your first one of these? Um, is I have no idea what the uh, – what's pro- what, what the propriety is. Can you ask what your favorite role is to play? I don't know. Yeah, you, know? you totally like, can. Like I, I guess, you know. You're like so, Raggedy Ann. Great okay, choice. Cool. Great. So, Wait, so when did you discover I, that? I just want to be clear on what this is. So they wear – Costumes, yeah, they dress up as their favorite but characters. Is it, is it a sexual thing, or it's literally no, just? A it's just like literally. Then you comment oh, on the character. Oh, outfit. okay, yeah. See, yeah. I wasn't sure. I'm like, is this a role playing? I don't know if this is like a furries thing or what the hell it is. But, I think it's just literally. But, so it's just costumes. a role playing thing, like oh, like the games and the magic cards and all that, the yeah. alternative universe stuff. Okay, so yeah. you what, the 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 nice mm-hmm. thing about going to this is you have common ground with all of the women that you're meeting, and yeah. so you have an in. <laughs> Absolutely. Even though that common ground is incredibly wobbly and weird. Uh, what do you people think, are Louis? fucking what, weird, what do you have to man? Say? It's fine. I just think – I have no problem. It sounds like fun. I don't think you're going to the right place to meet women. I don't know. What are you going to – I mean well, role-playing – Not role-playing game convention. I don't know. Put Bedazzle your fedora and stick out from the pack. I don't know what – dude, go somewhere where there's women if you want to meet women. Yeah. That would be my advice. Yeah. Well, where, where is that? Oh, stuff, stuff that women do. Women so, stuff. I mean, look. I'm also like a, bad, like a book I'm, club. I'm wine just giving, bars. I'm giving. Yeah, I'm giving. <laughs> yeah. I'm not good at advice because I meet. Like, I meet women through comedy, so I don't. That's you know, gain a skill and then. Uh, but he is gaining perform a skill. That skill. And he's gaining an interest. Like why? Just saying. Like he's just. Louis just basically saying there's not going to be that many women. Most likely, this is small be more pond. Ma- that's what he's, yeah. Male. But yeah. if he's going there and he's saying, how do I actually connect with these women? That means yeah, there must be women there. Must there. Be women. I'm just saying, like I wouldn't say go to a bar if you're like a non-drinker. I wouldn't say go to a club if you freaking hate clubs because a lot of guys write to me and they're like. Yeah, like I, like I go to the clubs and I go to bars. I'm like, well, do you like clubs and bars? Like, no, I freaking hate them. I'm like, then stop going there. Sign up for meetups. Go to singles mixers. Do things that you really want to be doing. Cooking classes at Sir Latab. Yes, exactly. The mecca of women. Anyway, that is Take all. a yoga class. That's what I'm I say. say. Yeah, yeah. Fine. Yoga right? class. Watch women bending over and yeah, then yeah. talk to them after. Yeah. That is a perfect place to wrap up because we are out of time. But thank you so much to our, our guests. Um, please plug away. Tell people where to find you. Who uh, you are. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what you want to sell. LouisCatsComedy.com. Uh, Twitter handles uh, at LouisCats, L-O-U-I-S-K-A-T-Z. And you can download my album on iTunes. It's called If These Balls Could Talk. What would they say? There's only one way to find out. Get the album. I'm totally downloading that. Uh, My website is makeyourlifefabulous.com. You can download a free workbook that goes along with my book, MILF 101, Make Your Life Fabulous, which is available on Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, and iBooks. Awesome. Oh, perfect. All right. Oh, and listen to MILF Talks. Yes, of course. Right right here on the sideshow. Exactly. Uh, And I'm Marnie, and I'm with Kristen, and we're Ask Women. Hello. Uh, But yeah, you can listen to new episodes of the Ask Women podcast podcast every Thursday. Uh, if you want to submit questions submit questions for Overanalyze This that we may or may not ever answer, um, please write to ask at askwomenpodcast.com and please go on iTunes, give us a five-star rating, yeah, tell people how awesome much you love that. us. Yeah, you've been great at it, so keep doing it. Mm-hmm. We really appreciate it. Um, but yeah, we had a great time with our guests. You guys have been wonderful. Thank you for being so open about porn uh, <laughs> and your thoughts towards the porn industry. Um, but yeah, we'll see you guys next week.